Welcome to the Wellness and Weight Loss for Busy Teachers podcast, bringing you actionable tips to help you live your best life. I'm your host, Tracy Baird. If you care about nutrition and fitness and want to make progress in your unique wellness journey, you're in the right place. Let's get started. Well, hello, my friend, and welcome back to the podcast. Today, I'm here with my friend, Cami Summers. Hey, guys. Cami and I have been working together for a about a year. I don't know, maybe a little bit less, but we've been friends for years. We attended the same church for many years and were acquaintances. And I just had such positive regard for Cami and sort of, you know, ran in overlapping circles. But then more recently, we've been working together because I had approached Cami because I wanted to start this podcast. And I knew she had a lot of experience in the podcast, um, the podcasting world. And I'm, I've been really impressed and sort of tickled how far she's gotten me in my podcasting journey. So thank you, Cammie. Glad to help. <laughs> and then in addition, through interacting, I have been doing this sort of fitness and nutrition coaching through the Faster Way to Fat Loss. And Cammie has been one of my clients. So it's been kind of fun that sort of she's been coaching me and then I've been coaching her in a different arena. Definitely mutually coaching. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And so we've had, as we've done our podcasting meetings, sort of a lot of conversations on the side about our health and wellness, what has worked for us, what has not worked for us. And in addition, I've been intrigued to try sort of a new sort of podcast style, a conversational style. So this is my first attempt at having a conversation or an interview. I more, I more view this podcast as sort of a conversation between friends rather than an interview, but wanted to say that Cammie and I both do have experience in the teaching world. I am a certified teacher, have taught in the past, and have a master's degree in health education. Cammie can tell you a little bit more about herself, but I do know that she's currently writing curriculum and that she has a teaching history. So Cammie, why don't you say hello and maybe just tell a little bit about yourself in introduction? Thanks, Tracy. Yeah, so my background, I have a master's degree in curriculum and instruction, and I was a classroom teacher for a couple years, but I wasn't, it wasn't a great fit for me, honestly. And I have such respect for classroom teachers because I think that's such a, um, it's a marathon to, to be able to do that well and with longevity. And I just didn't have it. So I'm out of the realm of classroom teaching, but I'm definitely a lifelong teacher in various fields and working with an online curriculum company now. So I am still a teacher of sorts, just not in the classroom anymore. And a little bit about myself, I have four kids and we've been on this whole wellness journey trying to figure out what wellness and healthy looks for us. And Tracy's been essential in my own journey as I have made great progress in the past year. As we were talking before the podcast, I mentioned the fact that even in January of last year and January this year, I'm in such a healthier place. I feel like I'm more comfortable in my own skin and I have muscles, which I've never had before. I'm 49 years old and I've never had arm muscles before that you could see. I'm sure they were in there somewhere, but you just didn't notice them. And all of that really is because of Tracy's coaching and the information she's put in, continually put in front of me and encouraged me in setting goals. And so I guess that's part of what we're going to talk about today, right, Tracy? Thank you, Cami. I love hearing you talk about that. And I also 
want to thank Cammy for giving me this platform to be able to podcast because it's another way of, you know, my passion for education. It's just another way to implement sort of getting the word out to people. So, and I totally agree with you admiring classroom teachers. It was really hard for me and I totally respect and have high regard for what these women and men are doing for our kids. So thank you, mm. teachers. Cammie and I have been talking about the importance of setting goals and, and sort of also checking in and sort of adjusting and revising our goals. And we had the idea to create monthly goals this year. And I'm hoping this will be a recurring segment on this podcast where Cammie and I can have a conversation, an honest conversation, not, you know, saying how great we are at hitting our goals, but really sharing authentically about what our goals are and sort of our progress. We both sort of embrace the progress, not perfection mantra, which I think is healthy and allows for sort of a growth mindset around health and wellness issues. So we thought we'd set one to three uh, goals each month and then sort of touch base and see where we are with these goals. And at the end of the month, you know, either continue and add on or or discard things that aren't working for us and sort of just see how it goes and how we can support each other and offer each other accountability. So, Cami, what one to three goals did you pick for this month? <laughs> okay, Tracy. So when we talked about this episode back in December, I had such high hopes and I thought, oh, January is a new beginning. I love new beginnings. I'm good at new beginnings. I got the book. I got the goals book. I wrote it all out. I was all excited. And then day two, right? <laughs> <laughs> and so like for me, I December was kind of a derailing in a respect. I mean, you want to enjoy the holidays and enjoy the family and the food and the excitement and celebration. And, and I definitely did that. And I did keep one foot kind of in getting those exercises done, but totally lost track of the whole food eating, lost track of the water drinking, you know, ate a lot more garbage than I normally do. And so when January came around, I was like, okay, I'm going to get back on board. And so I set goals. One of my goals was to eat whole food. One of my goals was to get back into my exercise routine of working out three or four days a week, and then the get drinking more water. So all three of those were my goals. And it is now January, middle of January. And I will tell you that I am struggling to stay focused on those goals. In all honesty, I am struggling because there's so many distractions. And once you've kind of gotten derailed from those goals, it's been hard for me to get back up on the horse and do what I know I should be doing. Well, I hear you and you're in good company because according to my research, you know, more than half the people abandon their goals before the calendar turns to February. And I did hear on a news outlet recently that by Jan January the 8th, <laughs> something like half the people had given up on their New Year's resolutions. So <laughs> we've, we've passed that date. So I think um, it's totally understandable. But hey, it's Tracy. I'm cutting in and interrupting myself because I really want to connect with you. You can find me on social media at Tracy Baird Wellness on Facebook and Instagram. Now back to the show. So you mentioned three goals. You talked about eating healthier foods and you talked about your working out several times a week and then hydrating. Mm -hmm. So are they all sort of equally derailed at this point or <laughs> are you, yeah. or what strategies are working well? Or, you know, if nothing's working well, that's something too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I would say that I'm, like I said, I'm, I'm middle-aged for sure. 
I never worked out my whole life and never had problems with my weight, really had babies, lost the weight after the babies, really didn't struggle with my weight until my 40s. And then all of a sudden started working from my desk where I was sitting a lot and then it became more of an issue and I had to figure out how to exercise. And so that was something I'd never really had to do before. And and implementing that has been more of a journey. And I would say it's kind of funny because I started working out regularly, did it for a year and decided that it was a lot of work. And I hurt all the time because you move your muscles and then they hurt. And so I was like, this isn't working for me. So I like stopped working out for a year. And at the end of the second year, I was hurting just as bad as I was the first year working out, but it was all because all those muscles were getting weak. And so like your posture's bad or you you move wrong and you tweak a muscle. And so I was like, well, if I'm going to hurt either way, I might as well work out. So I would say last year, I really saw how, as far as my hormone levels and my mental health goes, and then just my physical strength, working out became a priority that I am more committed to than I ever have been before. So that hasn't been as derailed. I will say that I'm not working out four times a week. I'm more working out two to three times a week, which my goal is really four. But I'm okay with that because I haven't lost track. So I wouldn't say that's totally derailed. I just am, you know, floundering a bit with my commitment to that. I would say the one that is really lost all focus is the whole foods. And I even texted Tracy today and I was like, I just like junk food. I just want to eat the junk. And even within the healthy world, I want to eat the junk. Like grabbing a banana or an apple instead of grabbing a protein bar just seems like some less. I don't know. I don't even know why that feels less, but it does. So I'd rather have the junk and I'm really struggling with the motivation to not eat the junk. So like today I compromised for myself and I had a banana and chocolate granola, which I'm sure the chocolate granola is junk, but that's where I landed today for my snack. (laughs) It does sound like progress. I was like half whole foods kind of is more of a marriage than total. So I I'm I'm trying to stay focused. I know it's better for me having eaten well and how I feel so different when I do. I long for that and I see the value in it, but I am a junk food junkie. Yeah. I think many people because sugar, you know, I don't know the full science of it, but it gives you that like dopamine or some sort of hormonal sort of hit in your mm-hmm. brain that it actually is addicting in a literal sense of the, of the word addicting. So mm-hmm. since I've been on this journey for about three years of eating whole, more whole foods, I have noticed because I have trended toward eating more and more whole foods and sort of learning new recipes that include more whole foods or just say when I might have not known what to do at first, if it was like, almost dinner time. What should I do? <laughs> I've learned more strategies. And the more and more I've been able to eat whole foods, I feel like my palate has changed where that banana tastes a lot better now. Mm-hmm. And also my desire for that sugary junk food has really gone down. I was so shocked, actually. I went to a party in December and um, there was this you know, big spread of dessert foods and I will say I did have some wine. So it wasn't like I, you know, had no uh, sort of empty calories, but I wasn't really drawn to that junk food table like I have been in the past. And I, it was just noticeable to me. And I felt like it was sort of an um, internal triumph of some sort where I felt like 
maybe this investing in myself and eating whole foods, it actually caused a change in my craving. I do have a little bit of a sugar craving situation. I've been more turning to, I do bake some baked goods that are in line with my values. So it might have, it does not have refined sugar in it, but it might have a bunch of dates pureed in it, or even it might have maple syrup or something in it. So those things still do call to me. <laughs> but mm-hmm. yeah, I understand what you're saying about the junk food uh, issue with how it sort of calls to you. And I, I guess I'm, I don't want to come across as the expert here, but I'm sort of encouraging you that as you stick with it more, I think you'll be even more, you know, you said you felt better when you eat whole foods. And I think, you know, you're, desire for junk foods might even take a shift without you knowing it, perhaps. Well, I I can tell you that as, and so I grew up, Tracy, just eating absolute junk. I was a, I was a latchkey kid. My mom worked, my parents were divorced. I was home alone a lot. And my diet consisted often of little Debbie snack cakes. I mean, my whole diet, it's just ridiculous. Now I think about it, but I did. So like, I'm a reformer of like sugar addiction to the highest degree. So anyway, that being said, I lately have been craving sweet potatoes, which I think is a real improvement. That's huge. <laughs> little, Debbie, little Debbie snack cakes have no draw for me <laughs> at all. So that is again progress, not perfection, but progress. And and so I am hopeful that I am making some of those shifts. You know, I'll probably be 70 and I'll finally be healthy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think you're on the right track. I also, I kind of feel similarly about my household, not exactly as dramatically as you were stating it, if you truly sometimes just ate Little Debbie snack cakes. But my house was always full of Oreos, you know, vanilla fingers. I thought I didn't like rice. And what I actually don't like is sort of this packaged rice that's in a brown gravy. (laughs) But that's all we had at my house. Um, And I I don't want to be too critical of my parents, but mom, I don't like that rice. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I guess we talked a little bit about your, what developed in January with your working out and with your eating, but you mentioned hydration. How's that going? Yeah. So the cold weather makes hydration harder for me because I want to drink hot tea. Now I do drink it plain, plain black hot tea. So I don't have a lot of sugar or cream in it. Generally, I like it with sugar and cream, but I'll drink it plain. But what I try to do is I try to cut up an orange and put it in the bottom of my mug and and do infused water with, you know, water infused with that orange. And I like that better, especially if you can give me some crushed ice in there, then I'm like, okay, I can do that. But I will say that the cold weather does make me reach for the hot tea before I reach for the water. And and because then I want to eat the ice, which I know is bad for you too, but it's not crack cocaine. So I'm okay with it. <laughs> <laughs> if it has ice in it, then I'm chewing the ice and then I'm really cold if it's cold. So I reach for the hot tea before I reach for the water. But I am aware, whereas I think in past seasons of my life, I was very unaware of how much I drank that wasn't hydrating me really. And so there is a challenge in that to get back on track. And I think well, it helps to talk about it and to hear strategies that you have had that have worked are also very helpful. So thanks for that. Well, yeah. And I want to encourage you that while there is a little bit of a detriment to having caffeine because it is a diuretic. So if you're drinking caffeinated tea, 
yes, it has water in it, but you're also probably sort of urinating that out more quickly. (laughs) But I count, I mean, herbal tea counts as water. So if you're drinking tea that, you know, I definitely know that from the experts that if, if it's herbal tea, it essentially counts as water. So I'm not sure what you're consuming, but maybe some of it actually does count as, oh, you're shaking your head. I, <laughs> I think all mine's black tea. Like I like okay. a good Earl Grey. I like a good English breakfast. I like all those. You know, if you can find the best bad for you, I'm always going to go for the bad for you. Like if you, I'm, I'm gradually improving like <laughs> the choices, but um, I don't really care for herbal tea. Like I have the lemon ginger and I'll have it at night when I'm really, you know, hankering for something right before bed and I'm supposed to be in my fasting window. So I'll do it there. But like, as far as like, will I reach for lemon ginger? No. Well, I'm with you there, Cami. I, I'm not a big fan of herbal tea. And I do, my favorite is actually this hot cinnamon spice tea, but it is a black tea that has hot cinnamon spices in it. And I can drink that. It has, it's funny because on the label, it's just says natural flavors, which I'm sometimes suspicious of. I mean, natural (laughs) flavors definitely sounds better than, you know, artificial flavors, but (laughs) it's definitely sweet. So I'm not sure what they have going on in this hot cinnamon tea. But I will actually drop a link for my favorite tea in the um, show notes in case anyone wants to try it. I did find out that it does have a a decaf. And so I'm going to try to locate the decaf. I haven't been able to find it in my local stores. So, well, do you, before I start talking about my goals, do you have any um, more comments on your progress with your goals this month? No, I do think it helps. It helps to have somebody that you're accountable to that just encourages you. Like, I think there have been several times that I shot you a text and was just like, blah. (laughs) (laughs) And you would always have some little strategy or some little encouragement or something to just go, no, no, keep on. And I, I think that over the past year has been really helpful. Or like there've been times when you and I have gotten together on a call where you've kind of done some coaching and, and reminded me, you know, here's some strategies, you know, just get back up on the horse and you can do this. And, and I think having, you know, I watch other people who I love who are struggling with their weight and they really want to do it by themselves. And I think that's been the other thing that this past year has really shown me is the importance of having people or at least a person who will hold you, hold a crown above your head and say, you can do this. And I think you've been that for me in a lot of ways. So I appreciate that so much. And I just want to encourage listeners that, you know, if you're trying to do this on your own, you're missing the opportunity to have that community and to be vulnerable with a friend and say, Hey, this is hard for me. Help me. Cause I think there's a real, you know, I think you and I both, we both stepped into areas that we were uncomfortable in and we both sought to make progress in those areas and leaned into each other's strengths. So I was stronger in the podcast and could kind of keep going with you and you were stronger in the health and wellness. And so I, I think that that's what we're supposed to do to in community. I agree. Thank you. Yeah. I feel like people underestimate the value of just small incremental change headed in the right direction. And really with health and wellness, I feel like because the payoff is down the road, Mm-hmm. Uh, the the present me, you know, might want the brownie, but the future right. me wants to play with my future, not yet born grandchildren with like energy 
and not, mm-hmm. you know, be weighed down by extra either body weight or just not feeling in a state of as well as I could be. So mm-hmm. anyway, yeah, I, I thank you for that. That is a big encouragement to me that you were saying that I was encouraging you. So yay, mutual admiration <laughs> club. <laughs> Well, it's funny because, Cammie, we didn't talk about what our goals were going to be for January. We just said we'd each make one to three goals and then we'd talk about them. And so it's funny how my goals overlap extremely much with your goals. Because So the three goals that I wanted to work on, the first and sort of primary one was hydration. I've never been good with hydration. And I do have some sort of mild digestive issues that it has been suggested to me that better hydration would help help the situation out. So I I have multiple reasons I would want to be more hydrated. I also think hydration can help with hunger and thirst where sometimes I think I fall victim to I'm actually thirsty but I think it's hunger and so I might eat something when I'm not actually hungry. And then the working out, I wanted to work out every day, but I was going to give myself two free passes a week to use in case of emergency. So I mentioned that in one of my previous podcasts about making smarter goals. It was from Katie Milkman's research on people actually doing workouts. And so the people did the most workouts in the group that had this condition where they were supposed to work out every day, but they could have two free passes instead of working out just say five days a week or even seven days a week. So the people who had the seven days a week, but with the free passes did better. So I thought I'd try that from on myself. And then I wanted to try a new plant. So like a vegetable, a grain, a fruit, every time I went to the grocery store. So because I've learned that the variety of plants that a person eats, the more, the better almost. It's has to do with gut health. And so I've been sort of passionate about learning more about gut health and improving my gut health also in line with the other problems I was alluding to with my digestive issues. So basically, the hydration has been the one that has been the most sort of obvious in my day because at first I started like having a large water bottle and I'm trying to drink at least 75 ounces of water a day. And my water bottle was just say 24 ounces. Some days I wasn't even able to finish it. So it was sort of deflating. (laughs) Yeah. So I decided to, instead of having this larger water bottle, I do have, I just happen to have in my pantry, you know, numerous size water bottles. So I got out three smaller water bottles that are each 16 or 17 ounce water bottles. And I found that that was helpful to me sort of to like check off my list. I finished one. Okay. Check. (laughs) I finished the next. So I would say I'm not achieving my goal about the 75 ounces at this time, but I will say I'm doing much better with getting more water in. So whereas I'm probably getting between maybe 50 and 60 ounces of water in and not 75, that's sort of like a partial win. I would be encouraged by that. I think that's good. I like your idea of like having smaller bites, you know, like the whole idea of eating an elephant one bite at a time, like drinking a whole... I I do see those bodybuilders with the giant like gallon of water or whatever. And I'm always like, first of all, you have to carry that around. And that just seems a bit much to me. But the second part of that is it is overwhelming and it's easy to get discouraged when you are overwhelmed. So I, I, that resonates with me. So I like your idea of smaller bottles. Yeah. I thought of maybe buying some new ones or something. They do have fancy ones that, you know, 
do different things when you achieve different amounts that you've consumed, but I haven't gotten there yet. But I did also read in um, James Clear's book, Atomic Habits, he talked about, he actually talked about drinking water. And he said, if you filled up water bottles and sort of left them around your house at different places that you go. And I moderately tried that by putting one in my car, putting one by my computer and putting one sort of upstairs in my bedroom area. And that was okay. But then when I finished one, I sort of was like, where is the other one? (laughs) So, so I think I'm doing well with that. I actually bought a fancy scale that supposedly like scans your whole body and tells you how much, you know, skeletal, um, how much your skeleton weighs, how much, you know, different things. And basically the water in my body, which includes like blood and whatever, whatever else is in there, it did, it did increase a little. So I'm on an upward trend. So I feel like there's even a little, I'm not sure how valid those scales are, but if there's any validity, I felt reinforced by. (laughs) So then the working out, I've, I've been very good with working out in the past. Over this past three years, I've been really, really good. This month, I've been derailed by a shoulder injury. I've, I, have, I need to do some sort of rotator cuff rehab. And so with this pandemic environment, I have not been going to the gym. And so even when I'm not really working my arms, the way I work my legs is by holding heavy weights in my hands and doing things like squats. So this injury, which happened about two weeks ago, and it's not healed, (laughs) doing some physical therapy around it. But that has prevented me from doing my normal activities. So I have been sort of substituting in more cardio. So I have been doing something, but I'm sort of off plan. So I'm feeling sort of derailed is the word, is what I'm feeling on the workouts. So I have hope, though, that my shoulder's going to get better and, you know, I'll get back on it. I mentioned that I wanted to try a new plant or a new, um, yeah, veggie, grain, et cetera. Well, I've done it once this year. I've only gone to the grocery store. So I realized in my imagination when I was making this goal, I was picturing myself walking through the grocery store. And when I get into the produce aisle, I will look around and try to find something new. That actually worked the one time I went to the grocery store. But recently, sort of in the last year, I've sort of figured out how to order grocery pickup at Walmart, at Kroger, at Harris Teeter. I have, so I have like all these options. And so I've ordered grocery pickup and just totally blanked and forgot to look for a new plant to add to my cart in my virtual cart. So I wouldn't say I actually failed in this goal, but I might need to, if I actually want to have, try more plants, I might want to you know, like amend it to remember to do it <laughs> when I'm actually not in the store, but in my virtual grocery cart. <laughs> it's so funny how when we're setting goals, we can, in our imagination, we can do so much better than what we do in reality and how easy it is to get distracted. You know, like when you were talking about your rotator cuff, I think... That is another thing in my own wellness journey because I didn't grow up working out. I didn't grow up eating healthy. I didn't grow up watching my family members do those things. So I think, you know, it's so easy to get derailed. We did a move in the fall in the middle of this past year. And I did really wonder in the midst of it when it was just impossible to do any of those things, will I be able to even return back to this healthy way that I was doing it before? And I think there's a lot of fear that goes with that kind of mentality. And 
and so I, as an encouragement to you, like even with your rotator cuff, I know you'll get back on the horse and I know you'll, when your shoulders feeling better, you'll be lifting weights. But I do think that there are probably people who are listening to your podcast who need to be given permission that it's okay to take a moment to recover from a, 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 an injury or to do a move or whatever. But that the, the important thing is to kind of not let go of the goals of health and wellness. And, and I guess that's what I learned from you this past year is like, no, you just kind of, okay, you let it go because you have to, because circumstances in life dictate it. But then as soon as circumstances improve, you pick it back up. And, and I guess that's the piece that is, can be so challenging. Yeah. And you're talking about the move actually reminds me in the book, I already mentioned how to change by Katie Milkman. She talks about fresh starts and how fresh starts can provide um, sort of leverage for positive change, but fresh starts can also derail us. And so we have to be careful with fresh starts, such as, you know, a move, things like that. In her, in her research, it had to do with college students who were working out. And then when they went home for their break and were home for perhaps three weeks, it did derail them. So when they came back, they didn't work out as much. So I think, I actually think my strategy of substituting the cardio is a pretty good one because it's keeping me with the habit it's not exactly what I want to be doing and it's not what I want to be doing long-term, but I think it's sort of a placeholder. And so I think I'm learning from that. So that's cool. <laughs> yeah. We can keep learning, right? Yeah. <laughs> lifetime learner here. <laughs> that's right. Me too. I, I don't have my goal yet for February. Did you think of one yet or do you have anything in mind or should we talk about that next month? Well, I think I'm going to keep these goals for next month because I haven't been successful at them yet. Like one of the things I do love about Faster Way is they do give you monthly challenges. And so I do think even in looking at February and thinking through, okay, what are we doing in February? Where are we going? Or what events do we have with family or, or with the kids? I think it is really helpful to me to think, okay, well then can I do a... a more rigorous workout schedule? Can I do a, you know, a change where I give up sugar or I eat lower carb or whatever? I just think it's helpful to think about those. So I haven't really thought about February in terms of that. I'm really trying to kind of reestablish my workout and my whole foods eating and get back on that horse before I take on something new. But I will say to listeners that when we talk next time, that I'm hoping that for March, I will have a, a specific challenge that I'm looking at for the next month. So that's where I am today. <laughs> yeah, that's great. I don't have anything already picked out for February. And I think you're onto something sort of we've picked our basic wellness goals here. And I'm hoping that rather than sort of abandon them, I will continue them going forward. And then with possibly adding things on. So I think for February, I think you're on the right track. And probably I should just stick with my same three and just see if I can sort of hone in on them and, and, do a little bit better. So, well, I've had so much fun talking to you. I was a little bit nervous starting out for some reason. <laughs> it's been super fun. I think it's fun to invite people into our conversations. What you, listeners don't know is that we've had these conversations before dozens of podcasts. And, and so it's kind of uh, inviting you guys into the production of this podcast, as well as the information. Yes, we have. I've had fun and I've been learning from you you know, for the past year. So it's been really a good relationship for me. So thank you, Cammie. You're a good friend. 
Yeah, I feel the same way, Tracy. <laughs> well, in closing up this conversation with Cami, I just wanted to talk to you, my listener, and encourage you to pick at least one goal that you want to reach for in the upcoming month and sort of figure out a way to keep track of it. And remember that um, it is not perfection that you're striving for, but it's progress toward this goal. So I think Cami and I have talked a lot about intentionality, and I love this idea of picking a monthly goal. So I also want that for you. I guess let's wrap it up. I just, you know, as as usual, I'm here because I care about you listeners. I know Cami does too, and we both think you are worth it. Thank you for listening to the Wellness and Weight Loss for Busy Teachers podcast. For more from me, head over to my website and grab my latest free resource. You can find it at tracybairdwellness.com slash free. That's F-R-E-E. If you want more podcasts, vote with your five-star review wherever you listen. Your feedback really does make a difference. Now, make it a great day.